Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? <laughs> Back again. And another podcast, so obviously you've just heard me on the Wave of Wild. Maybe you didn't, maybe you just tuned in for this one. Uh, if you did, then tune in on the Wave of Wild podcast. You can find out on YouTube on all the socials just under here. Um, um, yeah, check them out. Uh, check out the Wave Wire podcast because it is a good review of who to pick up and who's available, etc. So, um, but we're here to talk about week seven and what's happened in week seven. So, um, just going to pull up some uh, bits and pieces before we get into that. Please do visit manscape.com. Uh, we use the code Five Yard for twenty percent off plus free shipping. They have the incredible Lawnmower 4.0. They have so many great products that you can uh, get your hands on. So, for example, you've got the ball deodorant, you've got the crop uh, reviver, you've got many great products that you can get your hands on. Uh, should be a visual on the screen now. And, it, it, you know, absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love mine. Um, wouldn't leave without it, really. Wouldn't be without it. It's a really sleek design. You can see there the LED light. You can see um, it is completely cordless. Great charge, holds great charge. And, you know, all of this is available for 20% off with the code 5YARD uh, at manscaped.com. And it's quite a significant saving. And that includes any of their subscription packages as well. That code works on. So do check them out. Um, also, don't forget to check out the DFS show on Thursday. We've got that partnership with Fan Team now, which uh, 
Nick and Mark have organized uh, really well and are running and they're going to give you some great advice. So tune into that to join the free rolls and congratulations to our free roll winner, uh, Josh, who won uh, this week. You know, congratulations and to all the other winners uh, as well. So uh, if you've ever wanted to get involved in DFS but didn't want to uh, invest the money, you can now do it for free with these free rolls. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson before we get into the week seven review now came out on Sunday that it's very likely that Sean Watson is going to be traded. And there are as many as four teams in conversations for him as it stands right now. What that tells me, if there's that many teams involved, that it's unlikely he's going to get banned this year because he's still not currently banned. The current situation is he's been accused of sexual assault. Um, he's 22 counts. Um, there's been criminal charges or filed or there's been a criminal case that's trying to be brought as long with a civil case i'm not here to determine deshaun watson's guilt or innocence i don't know i wasn't there they're very disturbing allegations there's a lot of allegations which obviously point towards it being um maybe consistent and of a nature that seems very realistic that that is untoward which i understand um, and if he's guilty, he should never play in the NFL again. But on the flip side of that, he might not be guilty. It's not for me to determine. It's down to the court of law. As it stands, he's not been charged with a crime. He's not been charged with a crime. If he's not been charged with a crime, it's very difficult to restrict their freedoms. None of us were there. We don't know. And it seems that the NFL stance is to wait and see how this plays out. The Texans haven't played him maybe for what this looks like, maybe because Deshaun Watson said he never wanted to play for the Texans again, and they're just waiting to see how things play out until they get their price. Who actually knows really what the truth is? All I'm going to do here is read between the lines, not on his innocence and guilt. I'm not here to make any judgments on that. And I can understand if, as a fantasy player, you don't want Deshaun Watson on your team based on these allegations. I completely 100% agree and think that I understand that completely. Um, looking at the the teams, it seems that the four teams that are involved in trade talks are Miami, Carolina, Philadelphia, and Denver. Now, in the waiver wire column, I wrote about this and ranked where I think the likelihood is to happen, but I'll go through it on here in case you haven't read it. I He has a no trade clause. This is key because if he doesn't like any of these options, he can simply say, no, thanks. I'll stay because you're going to have to pay me anyway. You know, he's getting his money regardless whether he's playing or not. He's getting his money. And it, I don't think it's all about money for Deshaun Watson, but it is what it is. Um, Miami, we know he'll waive the no trade clause. I think he'd be quite happy to go to Miami. I'm just not so sure. I was really sold on this for months. Like all in the season, before the season, I was like, I don't think Tua is of the level that's going to bring you a Super Bowl. I think he's a good quarterback. Like I think he's got tools, he's got talent. Don't think he is this guy who is a generational talent who's going to propel this team to stardom. And they've wasted a lot of picks already. You know, this team has holes. They're one in six. And you know, they took they didn't take the bye this week because I think they thought they'd be four or five wins off at this point, not one and six. And now they've got a long way uh, with holes on their roster to try and get to the bye week in week 14. I mean, 
it wouldn't shock me if they're one and thirteen going into the bye. There's so many holes on this team. You've got unhappy players. Xavier Howard wants to go. He wants to be traded. Uh, offensive line. Those picks have not worked. They need to improve. The run game is diabolically atrocious. Does Deshaun Watson elevate this team to a playoff team? I think it does. I think it does. Uh, there's so many holes on this roster. Like, I just think if you're going to spend all the capital on Deshaun Watson, you're basically saying Brian Flores is gone. Because there's no way, even with Deshaun Watson, he's going to take this roster to the playoffs in the next two years, this year and next year. It's not going to happen. I mean, unless they get Deshaun Watson for cheap, like a third, or maybe. But if they're cashing in their first and seconds this year to do it, yeah, I just don't see it. They need those picks. They need they need to bring in a ton of players to get this team to be competitive. Um, they're nowhere near the Bills. They're just nowhere near the Bills. This this rebuild, and we saw last season, they, they did a good job, and they played out of their skin, and they played hard, and they played well. But it's a new year. Is There's a lot of fundamental gaps. That, that offensive line just isn't good. And... Again, there's no run game. Uh, defensive back situation seems to be by far the strongest, but they need a linebacker, I think. They need uh, probably some more wide receiver depth. They, you know, there's a, yeah, it's probably about six, seven players they, they need to bring in outside of Watson. If Watson's going to cost you three or four of those players, what's the point? What is the point? I, I don't, I don't, I don't see where it works. And, I'm just not convinced Miami can afford to double down on a, what has already been a mistake and bring in Watson and cash in those draft picks. I just don't see it happening. I think if you're willing to do that and write off to her at this stage, with everything that it's cost to, with what you did in the draft this year, where you went down, you went up and you supplied him with all these weapons, and you went out and you signed Will Fuller, like you bought into this guy being the guy. So to then compound that, change the court back. It doesn't make sense to me. So I would um, I would say they're probably the third most likely team. It wouldn't completely shock me if it happened, but I, I don't think it'd be the right move. Denver. Does Sean Watson want to go to Denver? Like, really? Like, I, I why? Like, great, great defense. Absolutely great defense. Offense, there's some weapons. Absolutely. For fantasy owners, I understand why they want this to happen, right? You can unlock Courtland Sutton. You can unlock Jerry Judy. You can unlock no fan. You know, you can really get this. I'm not going to call him a generational talent, but this elite talent in the NFL um, playing on your team. I can 100% understand why fantasy owners want this to happen. But is Deshaun Watson really going to go and play for Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer? Like, I wouldn't. Like, no offense. Like, why? Like there is nothing in Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer that demonstrates any form of confidence in their plan moving forward. So you could sit there and go, "Well, I'll go there because I'll ride it out." But are you really going to do that? Like, are you really like in a situation now where you're not playing? You go, "Yeah, I'm going to play. I'm going to play for a coach. I just don't really want to play for." I've gone to all this effort to go to a team for play for a coach I don't want to play for. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see him waving his no, his no trade clause to go to Denver. Like, why? Why would you go? 
I just don't get it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be anywhere near Pat Shermer offense. I just would not. Wouldn't want to be near Pat Shermer offense. I wouldn't want to be near Vic Fangio coach team. That's no offense to Vic Fangio. He's a great defensive coach, but he's not a head coach in the NFL. We've seen this week in, week out of all these challenge flags going in that's just being wasted. They're not going to the playoffs. Not in its I, I can't even like, you can't even blame Elway. Because that roster's pretty good. <laughs> You can't sit there and say that the general manager has not done his job. I think he has. I think he's built a decent team. That is a decent playoff potential team. But yeah, no, I just I I put them last. I just don't think that Deshaun Watson would waive the no trade clause. I just don't know why he would. Why would you? Then you look at Philly. Now this one makes more sense. But are they a playoff team right now? No. They've got the capital. They, they're the ones with the most capital to make this happen. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a decent quarterback. I don't think he's elite. He's elite in fantasy numbers, but he's kind of demonstrated that he doesn't really start games well. He finishes them very well. Great character, great integrity. It's a lot about Jalen Hurts I like. Uh, doesn't give up. Uh, good runner of the ball. is a real dual threat. But, yeah, I don't think he unlocks this passing game. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's Hurts. I really am a bit undersold. But do I really think if you bring Deshaun Watson in that they become instantly a much better team? I'm not sure. I think they might. I think it... Like, I still go back in my head thinking I could see it being some improvement because they have weapons on that team. But I do think they would need more. They would need more investment in order to get to where they want to get to. But you could build around Watson... So there's logic in a sense. I think he would go there. It's an attractive place to go. Historic franchise. Uh, yeah, I could see him going there. I could see him going there. I could see him playing there. Like I could I could see it um, more than Miami. I think it makes a bit more sense from Philly's perspective. I don't think they'd need to give away all three ones to make it happen, which would help because they could still get a pick. I think they could probably get something back for Hurts, so I don't think it would cost them as much because I think Hurts could probably get a first on his own, maybe a high second. So I, th- I think they're not going to lose that much in the whole exchange of things to make it work. But yeah, I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting that it definitely intrigues me that one, and I I think it's more likely in Miami, but it's not as likely as Carolina. I think Carolina is where I would be thinking this is going to happen because I look at David Tepper, he takes risks. He's taking risks for a living in his entire career. That's what he does. And I think this is a calculated risk. Sam Donald isn't getting it done. Trendy Bridgewater didn't get it done. They've got a a great coaching staff there, Matt Rule in Joe Brady. They've got everything down there that you need to be successful. They've got a great set of wide receivers. They've got a generational talent, a running back. You've got a decent defense now that have really, really started to click into gear. You've got a pretty good offensive line. It's just missing the quarterback. And I think if you put Deshaun Watson in that team this year, they're a playoff team. I don't think they win the division, but I think they're a playoff team. I think, you know, there's five, there's six teams at the moment that have a winning record in the in the NFC. It could be five if the Seahawks win tonight over the Saints. So Carolina would be in the playoff picture as it is right now. I think with Deshaun Watson, they catapult themselves into a sixth or seventh seed. I think it's it's well within the range of outcomes. And I think Tepper is desperate for that success. He spent a lot of money and I think he'd be prepared to do it. And I think Watson would go there. Why, why wouldn't you go there? It's got everything you need. Great, 
great coaching staff, great set of players. Everything set up for them to win. Great stadium. Everything's set up for them to win. Just needs that piece. Maybe a couple more pieces in the, in the next draft. But yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think it, that move makes the most sense. And I think it's got the owner that would want to do it the most. And I think money talks in this league and desire. And if you're the owner and you want to make this happen, I think you make it happen. So yeah, I'm I'm with... I, I'm with the thinking that Carolina are the ones that are most likely to get to Sean Watson. But then what do I know? I'm not an NFL insider. I don't have any of this knowledge. I'm just talking through my process of what I think. So let me know what you think. Feel free to interact with me at Murph underscore NFL. Let me know. But let's get into week eight and let's look at just some headlines, really. Obviously, a very interesting week in terms of fantasy, but a lot of blowout games. was um, a lot of <laughs> game. Only one game was settled by one score, and that was on the final kick of the game between Atlanta and uh, Miami. Every game was settled by more than seven or eight points. Um, one game in particular really surprised was the Bengals, and they're, they're for real. They absolutely blew out the Ravens. And my initial takeaways from this were, obviously, Chase is for real. Um, a, a incredible day, over 200 yards, 201 yards. A uh, lot of explosive plays. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, brilliant game, 10 targets. T. Higgins have 15 targets in this game. <laughs> 15 targets T. Higgins had. Absolutely nuts. Um, Tyler Boyd had uh, six. So it's interesting because Tyler Boyd actually ran on, had more snaps and he ran more routes, but had a lot less targets than T. Higgins. So he's very much the third read. And how I kind of read these teams moving forward is, is I wouldn't say Boyd's droppable, but he's one you've, He's probably a flex play every week at best. That's kind of where he is going to sit. Um, CJ Soma broke out. Uh, I say broke out. I don't think it's going to happen again. Three targets, two catches. Oh, sorry, three targets, three catches for 91 yards. Two touchdowns with a huge A dot. I mean, he made plays, like fair play. He, he really absolutely took it to the house. But he's going to have two out of three or three out of four games are going to be nothing games. And then he'll have a game, not quite as big as this, but reasonably big. So um, that's one, two. Also, um, you know, I've put him in the waiver wire this week. I think if you need a one-week cover against the Jets, it definitely makes sense. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Then we've got the Mixon and P. Ryan scenario. Now, P. Ryan will catch more of the headlines because he's got more fantasy points. But don't be fooled. P. Ryan is just P. Ryan. Um, Joe Mixon, actually, I would say, is, is almost like a buy low on this. Um, I do think that they were just sort of nursing Mixon, letting him get a bit healthy, let him share some work. I think when he gets to the business end of the season, 
Mixon will be heavily involved. He's their best weapon. They paid him to be that. And I think, you know, the game script was this is such a blowout. They didn't need to use Mixon. And maybe you might not get a lot of usage next week. But I think there will be harder games to come. I say harder in the sense of more closely contested games. Not the fact that the opposition wasn't hard because the Ravens would be right up there um, in terms of difficult teams. So, yeah, I really like um, Mixon going forward. If you can acquire him and people are a bit pissed, annoyed with the uh, situation, maybe try and acquire him. But I think you can add Uzuma, but he's going to have an opportunity to score touchdowns uh, quite a few weeks. And looking at the other side of the ball, definitely have a shot, Bateman. Again, six targets. He um, caught three of them. And, you know, Watkins is not a thing. Watkins is not a thing. You can drop Watkins, bring Bateman in. I know they won't buy, but do it. As for this running field, it's bad for you can cut all of them. You can cut Freeman. You can cut Bell. You can cut Tyson Williams. They can all go. They're all they're all dead. Like none of them are going to do anything significant. I know that Freeman's got a touchdown. It's such a low volume running attack, and they split it so equally. It's just completely pointless. Um, other okay, Washington and Green Bay. So Terry McLaurin is a stud. We knew that. Taylor Heineke, I think, is probably on his last legs as a as a, as a starting QB for Washington. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say. This this offense really is. Um, Ricky Seals Jones, who who did a good job. Terry McLaurin, that's it in the passing game. You don't need anybody else. And then you've got at running back, you've got Antonio Gibson. He obviously was hurt. It was always a big concern. What was he going to do? Um, and then the game got away from them. I think it's a case of if games are closer and then they're more sort of closely contested, then Gibson's going to be involved. If they're blowouts, then it definitely is going to be all on McKissick and McKissick's going to dominate that work. So, um, you know, six targets for McKissick. He's got the passing catch role, or the passing back role, which is going to be heavily utilized when they're behind. Uh, but you only have four carries. Antonio Gibson only have 14 carries on the day. So, but Antonio Gibson just didn't run a lot of routes. I think part of that is because he was hurt. I'm still not overly worried about it if I'm a Gibson owner, but you've just got to temper your expectations. He's a low-end RB2 until maybe Fitz comes back, until this team is slightly more competitive. Uh, then things might change. With the Packers, what did we learn yesterday that we didn't already know about the Packers? Their, their efficiency kind of improved. Rogers had one of his better games in the season. If you're worried about Aaron Jones, um, you don't need to be. Um, I think with regards to, to to Aaron Jones, people are a bit annoyed that he's not getting this usage, but, you know, he's, he still ran on a lot of the, he still played a lot of snaps. He's still absolutely dominating the role. If you're hoping for AJ Dillon, you can drop him. That's not going to happen now. I just think this is a game they just didn't need Aaron Jones because Aaron Rodgers was so good. He was so efficient. They just put the ball in the air. They're making plays. Everyone was getting involved. Lazard, um, Tunyon, uh, Adams, but effectively the only pieces of this offense you need to own are Jones, Rogers, and Adams. That's it. You don't need to own anyone else. You don't need to worry about anyone else. You know, occasionally the Zard's going to pop up with a touchdown. Occasionally Tonya's going to pop up with a touchdown. But this offense hasn't been as good. It was a good showing yesterday, but you stay away from that. Uh, Jets, Patriots, what did we learn about the Jets? We learned that the Jets are the only two players I've ever won on my team from the New York Jets. Uh, uh, Corey Davis and, and 
Michael Carter. Michael Carter is now dominating the uh, the snaps. It was 48 to 20. He ran routes on 29 of those 48 snaps as well. So he is getting involved. He had eight targets in this game. I know Johnson had seven. He's somewhat like a pesky fly still there, but you know it's all trending towards Michael Carter just dominating this role moving forward. Um, Corey Davis, I know Jameson Crowder had more snaps and there was sort of a three-way tie in targets and I know Elijah Moore caught that uh, caught that, well didn't catch it sort of uh, reverse touchdown sweep um, doesn't matter, at the end of the day it's, it's just all about, <laughs> you don't really want to own many Jets but if I had to own a couple Michael Carter I think is one um, as a sort of low-end mid-range RB2 moving forward and Corey Davis will be a wide receiver three flex play moving forward uh, but that's really it. And Zach Wilson's down for the next two to four weeks uh, at least. Uh, as for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers still can't find the end zone, which is frustrating. Um, he's not scored an NFL touchdown as of yet. Um, Kendrick Bourne as well. Some, you know, Myers and, and Bourne are the two that if I had to own, I would own. I think Myers is a wide receiver three. I think Bourne is a flex play most weeks. I don't want Aguilar uh, or any of these other receivers. Hunter Henry continues to dominate a tight end. Johnny Smith is not a thing. I didn't think Johnny Smith would be a thing. Everyone kept telling me, Johnny Smith, his tape's incredible. That's great. He's never done it until he produces it at a volume that is consistent with him being a relevant tight end in fantasy football. Then I'll look at it in more detail. But Hunter Henry dominating 60 snaps to 17 um, and he's getting the work. He scored touchdowns in three or four consecutive games now. So definitely don't need to worry about Johnny Smith and saying he's injured. Um, big thing from here, don't add JJ Taylor. I know he scored two touchdowns. It was garbage time TDs. Just ignore him. He's not a thing. The Romaji Stevenson thing is concerning. It looks like they're going to roll with Brandon Bolden going forward. I don't know. I don't get it. There must be something culturally going on with Romaji Stevenson. Chiefs at Titans, nothing to say about the Chiefs because they offered absolutely nothing in this game at all. Um, Patrick Mahomes did clear concussion protocol. He's going to be fine. They are what they are. You, you know, at the end of the day, Damian Williams is a running back too until Clive Hilaire comes back. He's a slightly higher, more mid-range RB2. Um, and then Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, you're playing every week. That, that's what you need to know about Chiefs. Um, nothing to see here. And then in terms of the Titans, you know, AJ Brown is absolutely dominating. Julio Jones is at best a flex play. Like, He's just not getting the he's not getting the targets. He's not getting the work. You know, four targets yesterday. Josh Reynolds had three. Um, twenty nine snaps. I know he's hurt. But you see enough now. It's the AJ Brown show. Julio Jones is merely out there as a distraction. That's what we're seeing out of him. Um so yeah, it's Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, who was good yesterday. AJ Brown, maybe Julio Jones as a flex play. It's all you kind of need to know. Um, Derek Henry didn't run one in. In fact, had a pretty average day, but he did throw one. That was nice. Nice to see. Uh, 29 carries yesterday as well. Um, Chiefs D did well to contain him, but not to contain anyone else. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm not too interested uh, in in Julio Jones going forward. I do think Darrell Williams is, is worth, he's worth a, a small ad if he's available, but I wouldn't be sort of going too crazy on on Daryl Williams. Um but yeah, I think it, you know, don't worry about Brian Pyron Pingle unless you're in a, a deep dynasty league. Don't worry about Josh Gordon. Don't worry about any of these distractions. Let's just keep it really simple. Panthers to the Giants, you know, Devontae Booker um you know 14 carries for 51 yards and a TD and 15 reception yards. I mean 
not amazing numbers, but you take them um, because of what's at the position right now, especially by him again. So, you know, feel good about Devontae Booker and what he did. Um, Dante Pettis seems to be getting more and more involved in this offense. So it's it, it's interesting to see what, what happens here. But Slayton that got the target. Slayton is a big weapon in this offense. So uh, the way I kind of look at it is um, we're waiting for Shepard to come back. I do think Shepard comes back next week and that changes things. But if not, Slayton's the guy I'd want to add. Um, I think Pettis is at best sort of a wide receiver four, wide receiver five with upside flex play. But he's not someone I'm desperate to add on the waiver wire. I'd be adding Slayton. 100% off the waiver wire. Uh, if he's free and I had the space, you can get him for a dollar or two. He's always got that big playability. So, um, and again, nine targets yesterday. Um, but really, this offense is, is very thin right now. There's a lot of injuries. Don't worry about adding uh, Evan Ingram. With Carolina, it's just DJ Moore, um, Tuba Hubbard, who this game went against them. Um, it was just poorly, poorly played all the way through. Nine targets for Robbie Anderson. He's still this buy low candidate. He, his numbers are coming. It's, it's, you know, he's getting the targets. He's getting uncatchable balls. But yeah, and it's just we need some better quarterback play in there. If if, if uh, Sean Watson goes there, all of a sudden this this offense really lights up. Um, Falcons Dolphins. I mean, we talked about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's producing at a, a decent level again right now. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Um, they're definitely starting options. Carl Pitts is now, you know, firmly a top four tight end in this league. Um, he's proven that now. He's really starting to return some of those numbers. So, uh, and Gloria Patterson continues to dominate. The one thing you can take away from them is that Mike Davis is not a thing. You can drop Mike Davis. Four carries after a bye. Yeah, he's, he's not going to produce anything. He just, um, if you don't want to drop him, you've got reservations about dropping him. I understand that. That's fine. But just don't start him. He's not a startable option until things change. So, yeah, don't don't start him. There's no no reason or need to going forward. As for the Dolphins, this run game's atrocious. Don't be fooled by the Gaskin touchdown. It was almost a, a little bit, uh, dare I say, it, lucky. Um, so, you know, you don't need to start Gaskin. You don't need to start these um, players. If, in fact, if you've got Gaskin on your roster, you can trade him. Trade him because two of his last three games have been great. It's not going to happen again. Um, for me, it's about Jalen Waddle in this offense and Mike Kizicki, and I don't really want anything else to do with the Dolphins, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, Lions threw absolutely everything at the, at the Rams. It was great to watch. I mean, fair play to Dan Gamble. Like, I, he just went for it, and I have to respect people like that. He just, you know, fake punts. Uh, he, he went onside kick after scoring first. I ain't like, he knows his roster's not good. He's inherited a poor roster and he's just giving in everything. And I, I have massive respect for people that really go down swinging. Um, their offense continues to be DeAndre Swift, a little bit of Jamal Williams and TJ Hawkinson. And if I had to own a pass catcher in there, it would be Cleef Raymond. And Marasso Brown had zero targets yesterday, zero. Um, and it was his birthday. So, yeah. Jared Goff threw more passes to Jalen Ramsey than he did to Amal Ramsey Bar on his birthday. So that tells you everything you need to know. Um, Rams, is, it's all about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, and Darrell Henderson. It's the same as and Matt Stafford. They're the four. Uh, Van Jefferson's getting some targets, seven targets. Uh, he's getting as much play. You know, um, he played two snaps less than, than Cup and Woods. Ran one less route. Um, yeah, I mean, Van Jefferson's a sneaky ad here. Um, 
I'm a bit worried about starting in week to week, but I do think there's something there that you can you can do that. But I do think if you're in a shorter league and you've got Jamal Williams, you can probably bench him. He's never going to be more than a, a running back three in most instances. Uh, Eagles at Raiders. I mean, as I sort of said, when the uh, Zach Ertz trade went down, or maybe it didn't, and I, I know I said it in some places. I, I hard to remember when I say things now. Um, but they're not going to play 12 personnel as much, which opens up another wide receiver spot. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Rager? Is it going to be Watkins? Um, Rager only got two targets, but he did he did get the touchdown. Watkins had four. Uh, I guess yesterday we haven't really seen definitively where these targets are going to go. Um, so we'll wait and see. But Devonta Smith got nine uh, targets. He's the alpha. Kenneth Gainwell, as I said in the waiver wire show, is a, a, an ad right now, and and definitely add him in stashing for the rest of the season. Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts are tight as a quarterback one for the rest of the season, unless they trade for Deshaun Watson. So. It's all um, all as you were, nothing additional to see here. Although I do think if you're in a really deep league and Jalen Rager's out there, I'd add him because I think he could benefit from this Zach Ertz trade. As for the Raiders, I mean, Foster Moreau is a decent uh, fill-in. Uh, he's going to be touchdown dependent. He's going to be a low-end tight end one, depending on how long Darren Waller is out. Derek Carr is absolutely balling out, could potentially get into this um, QB1 conversation. Uh, they're on bye next week. Now, Josh Jacobs has got a chest injury. As I said on the waiver wire show, Kenyon Drake is not. He's not the handcuff. The handcuff is Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber will get the work. Um, that's what we would expect to see. So, um, yeah, monitor the injuries of Jacobs, monitor the injuries of Sanders. Um, but it looks like Gainwell and Barber. I mean, to be fair, we've got a bye week, so maybe Jacobs comes back. We'll find out more. Uh, Texans. Cardinals, did we learn anything in this one? Probably not really. Um, seven targets for Brandon Cooks. Caught five. Did all he can do. He's the only one you can roster in this uh, in this offense uh, and start most weeks. So, don't need to spend any time on Houston. This is the Cardinals. AJ Green looks really good. He actually ran the most amount of snaps. Um, I, for me, only three targets, but I'm not overly concerned. He, for me, is the sort of second wide receiver behind Hopkins, then Kirk, and then Moore. Surprised Moore didn't get more work yesterday, considering it was a bit of a blowout, but I guess it took a bit of time to get there. Um, but it's not a big problem. Uh, Edmonds is going to get more carries, but Connor's going to get the more meaningful touches. They are about the same. They're both low-end RB2s for me moving forward. Kyler, you don't need to talk about. Zach Ertz is going to sneak into this uh, tie-in one conversation now. So if you had him on your rosters, uh, you're in a good spot because he's now going to really out outrun his ADP now he's on this offense uh, with that touchdown yesterday um, Bears uh, Buccaneers what to say about the Bears um, I'm going to start with a positive they actually passed for more yards than average I think it was 168 passing yards they've been averaging under Justin Fields 140.5 coming into this game yeah that's the positive um, and Khalil Herbert looks really good <laughs> um, really really good 100 yards off uh, 18 carries. Uh, he also got some catches in there as well, five targets. Um, yeah, he was a, a, a really, really good option and, and someone who probably is going to be part of this offensive room forward so much so that you can probably um, you can probably drop Damian Williams now. He's not a thing because Khalil Herbert's going to get all that work. Uh, as for the Bucks, it is what we expected. Fournette's going to be in that sort of conversation for an RB1, more likely an RB2 for the rest of the season. Um, 
they miss Gronk and as such, probably don't need to start any of the tight ends there. Godwins and Evans continue to eat. Evans got a hat trick of, of touchdowns. Absolutely just ate it alive. But Godwin could have easily had another one himself as well. He was about an inch short of the of the goal line. So, you know, those guys ate. Um Antonio Brown will come back and he will uh eat into a little bit of their margin, but you know, elite levels from from both of them. So uh and then Colts 49ers to to finish off. Um Colts of 49ers, John for 10, another 100 yard game. He's really sort of turned it up in the last few weeks. Uh, he scored again, tough conditions as well. So 5.2 yards after contact per carry, which is which is really decent sort of thing we want to see. Elijah Mitchell also got 107 yards and a touchdown off 18 carries. So literally both of them have the exact same stat line. So um, bottom line is Trey Sermon is not a thing. Naheem Hines, I still think, will be somewhat of a thing. Um, Marlon Mack should get traded this week. That will open up Naheem Hines to get more work, especially some of the pass catching work. He did miss, uh, he did uh, have a ball hit him in the face uh, on on Sunday night. Um, Mo Ali Cox is the tight end that we want to own. Uh, he is a, a, a tight end option for touchdowns most week. So really, Pittman, Pittman's for real. Um, absolutely brilliant. Uh, continuing to, uh, you know, just smash all the expectations. I think T.Y. Hilton will come in, take a little bit of work off him. Uh, but Pittman's a, a wide receiver two all the way in. I think Hilton's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three play. Cox, touchdown dependent, but he's more likely to get a touchdown than other tight ends available. Jonathan Taylor is is going to be in that running back one conversation, uh, probably in sort of the six to six to ten range. And then Naheem Hines is at best a flex play, but someone worth holding onto your roster, especially when Matt goes. As for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk is just not a thing anymore. One target. Um, Shanahan called him out after the game, which I don't think was necessary. But there you go. I didn't even fully understand it. But uh, yeah, Ayuk's not a thing. It's it's really this offense is is Samuel, it's Mitchell, and maybe the quarterback if it's Lance at some point. Very very thin. Not a lot of fantasy options here uh, to worry about. Trey Sermon is just I don't even know what to happen with Trey Sermon now. Because I just think at some point Shanahan's going to flip the script uh, towards the end of the season, so I, I don't really know. Um, the fact that he didn't play any offensive snaps is just bizarre. Um, yeah, it's, and then we got Jeff Wilson back in a couple of weeks, so backfield continues to be muddy. But at the moment, it's all Elijah Mitchell. So if you invest in him, he's going to return numbers for you. But yeah, you just need to take uh, take Ayuk out of uh, your lineups and just have him on a bench somewhere and hope it turns around for him because he's too good a talent to drop. But it's frustrating. If you need the roster spot, I understand it, and then drop him. Um, that'll do it. That's the week seven roundup. Just to give you a bit of context into everything, what we kind of learned. Um, but appreciate you being on the journey with me. We'll be back tomorrow with the consistency uh, review with Bob Lung, which I'm looking forward to. So this was always going to be a short pod, uh, probably slightly over the time I kind of thought, but it's just something to get in your ears tonight um, and to watch tonight that you can enjoy tomorrow uh, as well. And then we'll be back tomorrow with the Dynasty Show and we'll also be back tomorrow with the uh, consistency guy for the main flagship show. Thanks very much for sticking with me. As always, don't forget to keep rushing.
with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.